Welcome back to Who Says No with the Brad Poe no. Show. Oh, we're holding. We're He's holding. in the lobby. He's in the lobby. There's no way. He, I'm looking at the lobby. He's not in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sammy. I'm so. Sammy's stuck in purgatory. Like, we're just not getting him back. Oh, no. We're doing so much technical work right now. That one. This is the Geek Squad. I know. Who says no? Let let four strapping young lads fix your router. We 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 may not know how to fix your baseball team. We definitely don't know how to fix your your internet. Your Sammy's internet. I think we could win a World Series before we fix the internet. One of my lights on my lamp actually just went out. If this is what we're trying to prove, we're not tech savvy. Oh, there he oh. is. What do I see? What do I Welcome see? Welcome back from Purgatory. Hey, hey, that was weird. I, I've been I've been sitting here for like thirty minutes. Like, all right, soon. Have you really? I feel so bad. I was wondering where you were. I, like, no, I was, I was at like, the, oh, uh, maybe he got pulled into a meeting. Dude, I was at the supermarket and I was like, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go. Like rushing everyone, and then I got back at like seven fifty five, and I'm like, all right, I'm ready. And then you're like eight fifteen, so I was like, oh, no problem. Oh, that's my bad. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Don't worry about it. You just I finished my night. night. God damn. Well, you know who else effed up my night? Boston Red Sox. Um, They have now dropped three straight, getting swept by the Pirates after picking up their first series win in the first series of the year against the Baltimore Birds. That's right. Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rushman, not enough to overcome the Red Sox. But Brian Hayes. Ryan Reynolds, Rich Hill. Those guys can. Um, so the Red Sox are, I don't know. I like me, me and Gordon were talking about it before we recorded here while Sammy was in purgatory um, as a ghost in the waiting room. And I mean, do, do you, do you agree, Sammy, with me and Gordo? With It's just like as much as we hate the narrative, it's still like a hundred x amount of games left like it, that's just what it is it's way too early to tell yeah I or mean, is there any concern no i mean there's concern it's the same concerns i came into the season with though um nothing's changed i mean my my spirit is a bit crushed but the expectations remain the same i've never really thought this team was a world series group i do think they're going to win 84 games a little nervous after that i mean how could you possibly feel anything other than bad after getting swept by Pittsburgh at home in your first homestand when nobody showed up either? So, um, yeah, just... Well, hey, I mean, Wednesday game at 1 p.m., that's tough to bring people out. You, you're going you're gonna to knock the Red Sox for that? You and you're going to knock there, the Red Sox for bad business management? You and I were there Tuesday night. That was a pretty thin crowd as well. That was ugly. That but, was ugly. You know, I mean, it's kind of bittersweet in a way. It stinks that there's not that many people at the ballpark. I think the the attendance was twenty seven or something like that. But and that's that's bumped up because they they count the tickets they sell. They don't count the people coming through the turnstiles. Yeah, and at the same time though, it's kind of nice. Like the fan base isn't just going to show up for a bad product, which is what they put on the field last year. I'm not talking about this year, but how could the average fan? And I'm not talking about guys like us who are hardcore 162 games a year uh, fans. How does your average fan get excited for this season after last year? I understand it. I, I get it. I'm different than that, but 
I get people who are like that. It's that's how. No, I mean, like in in high school, where like you know, I'm buying maybe five games a year to go because I'm a cheap high school student. Um, like I'm maybe buying one to two, maybe a third if I'm gifted a like ticket that year to go. Like, there's no draw. Like there is like the financial draw to go is certainly not there. The product on the field is certainly not there. And after the opening week, like there's just like no appeal to this team right now. And that's not to say like the guys aren't fun. Like I know that we do this whole thing with Verdugo every year or not every year, but every week where we talk about like, Hey, like we really like him, but it's just not working. The entire team right now is just like, Hey, we really like you, especially that offense, but it's just not working. It's also, I just feel like in terms of like attendance, when you've got this team right now, you've got two teams in the garden that are gearing up for big playoff runs, and you could either either watch those guys or you could go sit in the cold and watch a team that a lot of people don't think is going to be very good. And to this point, I mean, they're two and four now, and they've they've proven those people right so far. So I think a lot of those people would show up if if you hit the warm months and this is a five hundred or better ball club. Like those people will be there, but this is definitely a team that's going to have to prove it first. I just something just hit me that I think you guys might agree with. And Sammy, you hinted at a certain somebody beforehand in the chat. Um, I think it was you. It was either you or Pat, but I think it was you. Um, the most infuriating thing about the way this team is trending is that it's qualifying all the people that are just like outlandishly hating ownership in Heim. Like it's just validating what they talk about, even though it's not really like value, like it's not a fair evaluation of the team still. Yeah, and, and like that's the thing that like I absolutely hate is just like having to pop on some show and just hearing them lament about you know is Alex Cora the manager? Why isn't Heim Bloom out of town yet? And it's kind of like no, take a look at this offense, guys. Like it's just like it, we're we're six games into the season and you're seeing very good stuff out of this team. You're seeing very mediocre stuff for the most part, but you're also seeing glimpses of really fun and entertaining baseball. And if they can get it together for an entire year, we're talking about a fun bridge year. We're not talking about a tunnel year where they go under. We're talking about a bridge year where they might have a little fun spanning something. But the thing that sucks is they're not doing much with it. It's just as a fan, it's it's not enjoyable to have to talk myself into a team or why I should be interested, or why you should be interested. It's just not fun having to do that all the time. And and I understand Heimblum's vision. He wants to, I'm sure he's going to extend Casas and Bayo. Uh, he already did with Devers and Whitlock. I see what he's doing. It's just, it's a really long process, as we've seen. And it's frustrating as hell. So you're either... You can you can have a meltdown and not watch the season because let's be real, this team's not winning the World Series, most likely. Or you can follow along for the story, because the story of a championship team isn't one season. I don't know if you guys read Alex Spears' book, Homegrown, but it's a long a, a lot of years of work goes into building a really good baseball team. And I think we've been spoiled a bit as Red Sox fans, which is great, but it also stinks because we expect to win every single year now. So you can you know, bitch and moan all you want, or you can follow the team along and recognize that it's a process. This doesn't happen overnight. And sometimes it sucks. Like right now, sometimes you get swept at home in your first homestand by the Pittsburgh Pirates. So 
yeah, ups and downs. I'm here for all of them, though. I think that's what made 2021 so fun. Like, 2021, you didn't expect anything out of. You were hoping they would be competitive, but, like, you weren't expecting an ALCS appearance, and that's what... I think that was maybe more fun of a playoff Mm -hmm. than 2018. That's... I'm going to die on that hill. Of course, like, winning World Series is fun and dandy, but I don't know. Being the underdog is... I think always a little bit more fun than the outright favorite. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go that far, but, but also on the other hand, it's just a piece of metal. I, I won't. Oh, well, hold on. <laughs> I'll give it to Coop. It's a discussion. I I'll, I'll take 2018 every day, but the fact, yeah, it's a discussion. It, it was. Thank you. Thank you for validating that very dumb thought. <laughs> we, no, but it, no, it's, it's a point that, that I'll allow you to make. I'll allow it. Oh, I won't agree with the I will allow it was fun. It's fun. To, it was fun winning as the underdog. We haven't had that much of that because most of the time when we're in the playoffs, like we have twenty eighteen, you were favorite. Twenty thirteen, the Tigers were the only team that you really ran into. Twenty seven, two thousand seven, favorite. Two thousand four, a wagon. They were the underdog in ALCS, but they were still like a wagon. Can I be? Can I be a hardo for one second? Be a hardo. I don't. Be a hard on. I do not want to come into the season with low expectations. I want to be how the Yankees are. I agree. Where they no, yeah. the World Series. It's fun to be the underdog, but it stinks when you come in going, oh, maybe we'll win 84 games and sneak into the playoffs or a fringe playoff team. I want to be a contender. And I know that takes time. And that's how I think most people feel. The difference is some people recognize that it's a process. Some don't. For me, I don't have time to listen to the people who don't recognize it's a process. If you want to get upset about this team and, you know, mess your pants, go ahead. But it's going to take a while to put this team on top. And it's not going to be one of those 2013 or 2018 teams that's at the top and then they're gone. What we're looking for is something like the Astros, who are good every single year and they win titles. Not like the Yankees, who are good every single year, but they can never finish the deal. We want to be someone who's always contending and getting the job done. So I'm willing to wait for it. I know this probably isn't the year, maybe not next year either, but it's a process like I've said a million times now. So everyone needs to buckle up. It's a long ride. I just think that, and it is a process. And I think, I think most fans get that at this point. Most fans get that like they're not going to be that this year and probably not next year. And the goal is probably 2025. But I think the hope is just, please, for the love of God, don't give us the summer that we had last year after the month of June. Like, give us something. I just want competitive baseball. Like, if if we it's can get if we year. can get 162 games of what we saw in that opening series, I'd be happy. Sure. I mean, like, you come out with, like, a 600 average, which is also you're nice. Like, like, but you're just, like, you're in it until the very last inning. Like, that's all hitting. I want. And you're hitting. Yeah, oh. I want to see him hit. I I want to see the Macho Man That's hit going. every oh, game. Last two games, every game. Been, that home run was epic. Basically the last, basically the last three games after after the first inning, they have what is it? They have either two. Is it three runs in the last twenty six innings? Might be three runs in the last twenty six innings. Something like that. By the like way, they, on a, on a positive note, you mentioned Macho Man. That home run was great. Kevin Euclid is like the Joe Rogan. Of baseball, did you hear him yelling in the background? They need the, they need the camera because I know he's doing the the hold me back thing. Unbelievable, man! Yeah. That was great on a positive side. Same with the Costas home run. His call was great. I'm really liking Uke. Um, Dave O'Brien, he's fine, but Uke, I love the energy from him. So that's a positive for you. Boom. I feel like he took every everything that he. This is like a 
yeah, no, no, no shit, Coop. He did take everything he learned and put it to use last year. But like he, he legitimately like, I think he really like started off the year this year on a high note, and he understood because last year it took him a while to understand that he's allowed to have a personality and he doesn't have to be buttoned up on air, and like you started to see that with like the headband and everything. And then right out of the gate this year, he's been having fun, and that's. That is all you want. That was what Jerry Remy did. He just went in there and he yeah. had fun every day in the booth. Fun. And you know, um, like, like if I have a, a good broadcast, a game that's meaningful at the end of the day, it makes my work day so much better. I feel like I'm in a better mood. I'm just more positive when I know that it's going to be a fun broadcast, good team, meaningful game at the end of the day. Hey, maybe we'll win. Maybe we'll lose, but at least I have something to look forward to. That's pretty much all I want out of this team. So I appreciate you for at least bringing the good vibes aside from the uh, not-so-good play on the field. Yeah. Oh, the defense needs to... I, d- I don't know what's going on with the defensive side of the ball, but that needs to be figured out. Um, I mean, at least Raphael Devers is making plays when he's looking drunk, making plays. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Talk he, about the stolen. <laughs> what? The stolen... The, if, if we're going to defense... The stolen bases. So I was going to, that was going to be my who says no. Are you guys more worried about the pitching side or the Reese McGuire side of the stolen bag situation? Because I know the outfield is also an issue uh, with catching balls right now, but I really do think the biggest defensive like issue is they're just getting run on like absolutely no, like it's the Boston Marathon. I'll say it. It's the Boston Marathon at second base. That's Boyle's then. Everyone's just running right down. Yeah. Yeah. You like that dad joke. Um, but like in all seriousness, I mean, I let me look at it after they wouldn't have today's game in, but after yesterday's sure. if you want to, if you want to look it up, I can give a, uh, I can give a little a thought on it. I, Go for um, it. Go for it. I think that we've, I mean, Reese McGuire is on the team, not because of his back. That's okay, but he's here because of his defense. I would be really surprised if he all of a sudden forgot how to throw out base runners and be a good catcher. I think it's more so on the pitchers. Kluber is really slow to the plate. A lot of the relievers on every team are slow to the plate. Sale is pretty slow because he's six foot six and it takes a long time for a guy that size to throw a pitch. So um, it's definitely a legit concern, the base stealing overall. Uh, but I think it's more the pitching staff, less so than uh, McGuire. Yeah, no, Sammy, I, I 100% agree with you. Reese, Reese, throughout his career, has been more or less solid when it comes to throwing out base runners and just his defense in general. If you if you look at some of these replays when these guys are taking the bags, like I one in particular with Zach Kelly today, I think it was a double steal, actually. He, like, they, they, he, he basically would turn around once and then he would just fire the pitch. And with the new pickoff rules, these guys just – there's really no way to effectively – hold runners on and throw over like you kind of like there something needs to they need to overhaul the strategy here because opening day they would throw over once and anytime they threw over baltimore is taken off the very next pitch yeah i don't i don't have a perfect solution for you on on this but i i mean there's 30 teams stolen bases are way up it's going to come back down to earth because some team is going to figure out some way to hold runners and then everyone else is just going to follow suit there so as of right now just to chime in real quick, the Red Sox do lead the league in stolen uh, on bags stolen on them at fourteen. It's fourteen, right? So um, we're leading, yeah. we're something. Yeah. Hey, kudos to us. But I do believe like a very small percentage 
have actually like Reese has actually gotten the ball down. Um, yeah. Cause a lot of the time, like, especially in that Orioles series, you were seeing a lot of swiped bags with no real bid on the actual throw down. Yeah. Uh, Orioles are also so that's like- why, that's why I agree where it's like, it's not Reese's fault. Reese is like the defensive catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but at what point as a catcher, do you not start to get on your pitchers? Like, Hey, you guys are now making me look bad behind the plate here. Because nationwide, like, yeah, like, crash court. What the hell do we do here? And, like, and I understand like timing and everything, and it's not like we've had it's the pitchers that we have aren't the slowest. Like Kenley Jansen, like we knew going into the season, is like one of the slowest working pitchers. But we weren't really concerned about the rest of the guys, and for some reason, no one is able to figure out timing on runners. Um, like I was talking with Joe Wheel and uh, Cooper Boardman, who are doing the pre- post game report now. Congrats to them! Big shout out to them. They they deserve every bit of it uh, with EEI. Um, but it'll be really interesting with the whole pitch clock in base stealing is when pitchers start to figure out that like, are there tells that I can do, or how can I mix up my like pace of pitching and try and catch a guy off guard where like. The runners, the runners obviously are counting down in their head like, hey, it's now at two seconds. I'm going to be able to go now. Yeah. And that's that's really what pitchers aren't figuring out because instead of like, you know, Chris Sale taking like a second and a half to go to the plate, it's now really like, oh, Chris Sale's taking 2.15 seconds to go to the plate because he's pitching it at the one second mark. That might be it, Coop. That might be the, maybe not the solution, but that might help a little bit because a lot of the guys wait right until the last second. A lot of the guys are just getting the ball and throwing it. I guess maybe just mix it up. Yeah. I mean, like the same way that like you just like mix up like quick pitching or like your slide step, like you're now really having to count off in your head. Like, all right, I'm at the five second mark. I need to pitch now. All right. I'm now at the one second mark. I need to pitch now. All right. It's only seven seconds. I need to pitch now. Like, I think that's, that that's really where baseball is going to head. I think that's super fun. I think that adds a brand new element, but as far as like what the pitching has to figure out, as far as, I need to start catching the runners off guard. I need to start playing offense with this new tool. Like that needs to happen soon because I can't keep seeing guys taking second base. And the question that I have is, can you even throw over at all? Because with the disengagement rule, you only get a couple of pickoffs before, before you have, if you want to throw a third, then you have to get the guy out or he gets the base. Mm -hmm. So basically it's, if you throw over once these guys sort of, they basically know you're probably not throwing over again. So yeah. anytime you throw over, they think I can get an extra at least half step here and take off because he's not going to throw over again because if he throws over again, then he knows that I know that he's definitely not throwing over a third time. It's I just don't know what you do because it's, like it's not like you can get into the habit of never throwing over because then that works against you in that way. It's, I just – I don't – Someone, someone's going to figure it out. Someone's hey, going to figure this it out. This is awesome. This is awesome, though. Yeah. There's so much more action. Look, I, I'm, you guys know, I wasn't a big pitch clock guy at first. I'm still not in love with it. But it does make the game different in a good way. I was concerned it was going to make it different in a very different way, if, you, if that makes any sense. It seems like they've, at least at Fenway, I was keeping a close eye on it. I went to two games from two different vantage points, one from the outfield, one from third. So I had pretty good views of the pitch clock. And it seemed like the umps were being pretty conservative they're on it. oh really you th- i think that they've been on top of it a lot more than 
Yeah, no, they've been on top of it. It's just like they don't start it the second you get the ball. They wait till the pitcher gets the ball and like starts walking to the mound. They give him like an extra second or two, which I think still speeds up the game, but doesn't make it a clusterfuck, like you said. Yeah. So I'm 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 coming around to it. Still not a fan, but coming around to it. It did make uh last night a lot less painful getting out of there quickly. My God, that was miserable. I think that was the most frustrating thing about last night was last night was about as perfect as a game could get for the Red Sox. It's just the hitting and advancing guys once they got on. It just like wasn't there. And it it, like Pavetta gave you a great outing. And and that's the thing that stinks is I think he ended up finishing with like a 1.3 ERA. Five innings, one run earned, I believe. Yep. Uh, Because two of them were unearned. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then it was absolute death by Ji Juan Bay. Yeah. Offense and defense. That guy's I, good. I love his chain. His chain yeah. is pretty sweet. He 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 deserves it. Like God. Yeah. Smoke the Red Sox. You can ball out like that. that. Go for it. That was a crazy grab. Yeah. So. That was so last night, Coop, you saw me. I was right in front of that catch. I swear, all the Red Sox fans in my section clapped for that. That was You awesome. have to. Yeah. You, you gotta just tip your cap. Anytime someone makes an athletic play, like defensively, I think that's the biggest, like tip of the cap you can do as a fan. Yeah. You have to like that's real see real. Um, let's wrap it up here though, because they the I know that we got the Celtics going on and they've got a mildly important game. Gordo, mildly important. Not not for us. It's important for the Raptors who they're playing. Yeah, every game is important. That's the answer I was looking for. 162 yeah. matter. All 84 matter. matter. They're going to need every last one of those wins if they want to make hey, the postseason. Coop, one thing. You know who on the current Red Sox team is very fast to home plate? I don't know who. Ryan Brazier. <laughs> yeah. He's super fast. No. I'll give him that. He's not a great pitcher, but he gets the He ball, works fast. Gets it. Yeah, and he doesn't like no, no high leg kick or anything. He's tough to steal on. There you go. That's he also, this- he didn't look bad last night. He did not, row. or not last night, but Wednesday night or Tuesday night for people yeah. listening on uh, Thursday. To a lesser extent, uh, Caleb Ort, the wart hog, he looked yeah. okay. Not great, but better than I thought. And that's, he, got, that, he got screwed today. He, he had a couple of good outings for today. Today was eh, but he got screwed. Yeah, I wouldn't have kept him in for two innings in, on a opening day. I'm not out on the bullpen yet. Um, oh, the bullpen's been good. The that's the thing. Been... Like no one, no one's really has no one's pooped their pants yet. That's the thing. Nothing yesterday. Besides, besides starters, no one has really pooped their pants. Like the team has no, looked good. Opening day, you had guys. I shouldn't say good. They've wild. looked decent. You have guys who were wild on, like Brazier and, and Ort and and Chris Martin was. He didn't let in a run on opening day. We didn't look that good, but it was like thirty degrees. Like I get it. Since then, it's been borderline spotless. I don't yeah, know, like yesterday, nothing, literally nothing yesterday. They were perfect. Yeah. Like today wasn't great, but there, like Coop said, there's no, there was no pants pooping out there. Like it was, I mean, it's basically, there's no poop in anyone's no pants. We can confirm. Yeah. It was a no poop game and they still lost. By the way, how frustrating is it to get a clean inning out of Brazier twice and Ort and still lose? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Lose those games. yeah. Wow. You have a so, game. All right. Score from both. We're going to the next. So the Red Sox are heading out on an away trip for the next week. They hit Detroit. They hit Anaheim or no, they, they come back home to Anaheim. 
Uh, they hit the Raiders after Detroit. They come back home to Anaheim for the Patriots Day weekend celebration. Does the away trip help cure some of their pitching woes? We're going to end it on this. Yes or no? Oh, in Detroit? Again, that big ballpark? In that nice cold? Yeah. Where it was yeah. snowing on opening day last so, year? So let's, let's go through it. Big ballpark, no offense, cold. That's great for a pitcher. Good luck, Red Sox offense, though. My God, nightmare. My lamp lights keep going out. Uh, Gordo, any thoughts on the away trip? What are we going to see by the time we talk next week? Well, I think we'll have some positive regression for the starting pitching. We saw it. We saw it start today with Kluber. I'm a little bit nervous about the offense. We need to see more from guys like Casas. We need to see more from guys like Arroyo. Like Kike's got a couple of homers, but outside of that, we haven't really seen much. It's kind of like the start of last year, where you got you got a lot of production from the top of the order, not much from the bottom. Detroit may not necessarily be the best place to to fix that and Tampa's got some tough pitching, but they're going to have to hit if they want to win games. Like, I don't know what we can count on from the starters and who knows what we can count on from sale starting tomorrow afternoon. But I do think we get some positive regression from the starters. Certainly guys like sale sale cannot possibly be as bad as he was his first start. So it will get better. It got better for Kluber. I think it's going to get better for the rest. I'm actually a little bit more worried about the bats. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to sale tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to the, game overall as much but i'm looking forward to seeing sale in uh, favorable conditions so that should be good for him i'm just looking forward to otani pitching here once we get back i, I don't know what the whole road trip is going to hold the the rays scare me so you can have a nice positive jump like you said in detroit but as soon as you run into the rays in tampa bay um that worries me Hey, that sometimes, uh, sometimes teams play up. The Bruins, for example. That's true. And you know what? You, you even said earlier, we said earlier in the show, like it's going to be interesting to see how this team plays against good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now the Rays are running running away with the division. So be, be like the Bruins, Red Sox. Win every game and play better against good teams. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I like that. Be like the Bruins. It just set history. It's that easy. Yeah, just win every game. It's so simple. I don't know why Cora doesn't just tell them to do that. And then you go and sign your player in the middle of the year. Yeah. I like that. Clip that. Win every All game. Right. Can we right. can we do a who says no group trip? Assuming Otani gets one of those four starts, we got to do a who says no group game to that to that game. I don't know which one it's so, going to be. We so right now, that. I believe he's slated to pitch Marathon Monday. Oh, he pitched better. today? Yeah, he pitched today. Which means that 10 days from now would be Patriots Day. Let's see if they have an off And that's day. if they play every day. One, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah as of right now, he is, he is. Big brain stuff. No big deal. Coop on it. So are we, are we all going to? Pro- I will likely be there for work. Oh, I, would, I, I went to my first Marathon Monday game last year, and they lost, but it was really cool. And I like being there early. It was fun. Marathon so, Monday I mean, games are awesome. Yeah, I'll probably be there anyway. Well, hey, Otani, well maybe we'll let's... all do a morning coop of coffee together at Fenway. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> a morning coop of coffee at the ballpark. For a marathon Monday. Coop's buying us all coffee. Let's go. Not what I said. I'm going to make coffee. All right, so we'll wrap this up. Great talking to you, boys. We'll, we'll chat next week. Chat soon.